That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pesky poll podcast episode 68 how you guys doing today joining me for this one is absolutely nobody that you can see but i'm trying something new for this episode right in front of my laptop where i'm recording i am recording for the ig fam instagram is going to be helping me out with this episode they're going to be keeping their comments rolling through saying what's good all that fun stuff but for the episodes where i'm alone i'm gonna try something new i'm gonna have the IG fam helped me out with that kind of stuff. We got a little bit to talk about today. It's going to be a shorter episode, but you already know I have to put out the episodes with my people coming through. Patrick, what's good, my guy? I'm going to need your help for this episode. We're just going to hop right into it. YouTube, you guys, thank you for all you do for me. You get to see this beautiful face as is every single week, twice a week. So make sure you hit that like and subscribe button so you can see every time that I go live. Spotify and iTunes gang, how you guys doing today? For the IG fam that's right here, if you guys listen on Spotify or iTunes, you guys are the real MVP. All right, y'all already know. Y'all are the real MVP. But for the people just joining the IG, I'm going to need your help for this episode. Currently in the middle of recording, we're going to go through our topics and I'm going to need every single one of your guys' hot takes and opinions. If you've got a random hot take that doesn't fit in with what I'm doing, don't be afraid to stick it in the comments. I will still answer it either now or later in the episode. But let's get into our first thing that I have to ask the Instagram fam. How are we feeling about these uniforms? Okay, the yellow and blues. Now, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, and I know I am, but that's part of the job of putting myself out here talking about the Red Sox. You got to be oh, Ari just joined Ari, my dude. Thank you, Patrick. Patrick says the uniforms are weird. And I know Ari loves those uniforms. Ari loves the the yellow and blue. I'm not going to lie. I don't like it. Now, if you are watching this on YouTube after I record it, then you guys put that in the comments for me. Tell me what you guys think about these uniforms, but for the people on the Instagram live, they are saying, I got one person agreeing with me saying they're weird. The uniforms are fire for what they stand for. And I like them. Now, here's the thing. I think the uniforms look fine. My one big problem with them is the color scheme. I, I just don't see the Red Sox rocking UCLA Bruins colors. You know what I mean? That's the one flaw that I have with these uniforms. If there was some sort of red in them, then maybe this would be something different. But I, I get where the uniforms are coming from, and I do like the idea of everything that's going on with the uniforms. It's just the color scheme for me. You know, some of those things, it's very, very critiqued, but I would much rather, if I had to purchase one jersey today, I would much, much rather purchase the regular jerseys than these 
what are they called? The City Connect, I think they are. But whatever they are. But if you guys didn't see today, Red Sox have been doing amazing so far throughout the season. But we've been on a little bit of a skid. We've been on a little bit of a skid so far. And right now, as I'm recording this at 8.02 p.m. on Sunday night, after the doubleheader that we lost both to, to the White Sox, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. See, I may or may not have been out bowling while the Red Sox are playing in the second game. So I watched that point from the second inning to the fifth inning of the second game where it just did not look good. Martin Perez was okay. He did not have his good stuff. The offense was stagnant till the fourth inning when we got bases loaded and we were able to get one run through. But other than that, the team just looks stagnant today. And once again, this is a 162-game season. So it's going to go. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. And that's what I predicted to you guys. It is going to be an insanely, insanely streaky year for us there are going to be points like this nine game win streak where we're going to win four five six seven in a row we're going to go a full week without losing again and we're going to be like oh my god this team is amazing at its ceiling this team is a high playoff contender and then we're going to have points like we saw today where we're like well we had very very little run production and i hate it Those are going to be the little things that we need to look for and we need to be able to adjust to on the fly. Now, I get it. We're Sox fans. We love having that instantaneous, whatchamacallit, that instantaneous perfection because that's what we've been used to, right? Every year besides maybe 12 and 2020 and 2015, I would say the only years that we really experienced a being bad from 04, 03 to now. So we expect perfection. We expect a lot coming out of what we put into Red Sox Nation. But at the same time, you got to remember this team is just like every other team. Unless your name is the Dodgers or the Yankees, you're not going to be able to run to the playoffs consistently every single year. You know what I mean? So you need to be able to just roll with your fan base. I mean, all of us that are sitting here watching right now, we're all Red Sox fans till the day we die. It's it's that simple. You know, people on the IG follow this because this is a Red Sox page. But it, it's one of those things where we got to be able to ro- go with the flow. We got to be able to roll with it. We got to be able to run with it. And it's just going to be up and down for this season. Instagram, if you're there, let me know what you guys think about so far what you've seen. If I had to put it into one word, it would just be surprising. Because this team came out of the gate and we're like, oh, God, we suck again. And we just weren't, we were not looking up to form in that first series. And then I went to a game and then everything turned around. Which says, says a little bit of something, you know. I'm, I'll, take, I'll take my credit where credit's due. You know, it's, it's one of those things. And Patrick's saying it's much better than I expected. And I'm right there with them. This team has been a lot better than really any of us had expected. This, the thing that's killing us right now is the bats are going down. All right. Xander's batting 412, JD 367, 
and he's had what 55 plate appearances and he's batting 367. Christian Arroyo is batting 314. Vasquez is 295. Kike 268. Devers 260. Verdugo 255. Those two need to get it up. Franchi is a 250. Marwin is a 216. Renfro and Dahlbeck are 179 and 176. You're right. Bobby D. Where is my man's Bobby D? Where is September Bobby D from last from last year? That's my where where is that Bobby D? I miss him. I want him back. I liked him. He was beautiful. All right. Now for IG, comment this right now. Who has been our best pitcher so far? It's not even a contest. I'm sorry. It no contest on who is our best pitcher right now. And it's kind of weird that I'm about to say it. Because none of y'all thought this, right? But I had on one episode, I had Brian Costiff from Down to the Wire on. And we talked about our potential X factor for this team. Now on a limb. And I said Garrett Whitlock. Garrett Whitlock has not let up a singular run this year. We are 16 games in. He's pitched in only three. Six innings, three hits, no runs, no homers, and no walks, nine strikeouts. With a ERA of obviously zero, a whip of .474, and a strikeout of nine of 12.8. You said Matt Barnes also. You're not too wrong. Matt Barnes, seven games played, 1.1 ERA, eight innings pitched, only one earned run allowed, two walks, 15 strikeouts, giving him a strikeout per nine of 16.9. Going through the others real quick, Samora, even after having a bad game today, 1.42. Darwin Zinn with a 1.5. Andre East with a 1.86. Avaldi with a 2.08. Hauk with a 3.0. Phillips Valdez with a 3-6, Eduardo Rodriguez with a 3-6, Pavetta 3-6-8, Martin Perez a 4-5-0, and these are the three that are killing us right now. Garrett Richards with a 6, and uh, he's he's on my fantasy team, so I'm going to really need him to get that up because that's not good. Adam Onovino with a 7-7-1, which I think he's on Gone Bridges. Um, I think he's on Gun Bridges' fantasy team, and they're not too happy about that one. And then the boy who we all knew was going to be absolutely horrible, Josh Taylor. I don't think he wants to talk about it, but if we look at Josh Taylor, this is the second season in a row where it's been bad, and I think he's only been in the ma- he's only been in the major leagues for three years. All right. Josh Taylor in 2019, if you remember with this Red Sox team in 2019, we were good. We were just out of the playoffs. He pitched in 52 games, had 47 innings pitched with a 304 ERA and a whip of 1-1. Those are good numbers. I'm taking that nine times out of nine from a relief pitcher in our Red Sox bullpen. But then last year in 2020, Josh Taylor, a 9.82 ERA, seven innings pitched with a whip of 1-6. This year, so far, in 2021, with a 10-8 ERA, six games played, five innings pitched, 11 hits, six earned runs, with a whip of 2.8 and a strikeout per nine of 7.2. It's not good. I've always said this. Josh Taylor needs to go. We don't need this many pitchers. We do not need 16 pitchers that have played for 15, technically. All right, Austin Bryce still is an 8-1 ERA. Yikes. So 
I don't think we need Austin Bryce. If they don't drop him, I'm not bad. But we need to start signing a, a petition to get rid of Josh Taylor immediately. And if you're on the IG, sign that petition. All right, we need to get Josh Taylor out of here immediately. All right, we needed to ship him off with Josh Osage to the Cubs because that's where careers go to die. Just ask. I let's let's visit one of our old friends. If if you guys have been around on the channel for a while, you already know whose name I'm looking up. One of our old friends that used to be on this team last year, Mr. Robert Stock. Let's see how he's doing this year for Chicago. He I don't think he's played. <laughs> I don't think he's played. Did they just like not let him play this year? Uh yeah, he still hasn't played at all. And this is pathetic out of um uh his spring training. He had a 13.5 ERA, three games played, 2.2 innings pitch, four earned runs, a whip of three. Y'all remember Robert Stock? Y'all wish he was still on this team. Because I don't. Smart man. Exactly. I just don't. <laughs> who's who's the manager of the Cubs now? I forget. But if you want to win baseball games, you do not put Robert Stock in a baseball game. It's that, it's that simple. And I know that sounds bad. And yes, it's supposed to be. So, yeah, like we said, they were swept in the doubleheader today. Um, let me actually see what other games they've had this week because I didn't upload um, last week. So because I didn't upload last week, we got to go over quite a few games, but let me tell you in some of these games, I'm, I'm just going to go over some things that I saw and IG people out there. Let me know some other things you saw too. Rafael Devers is a grown man. All right. Rafael Devers comes through clutch when it is needed. So he's going to be there for us every single day time and it is a beautiful thing to watch Rafael Devers for this team. Patrick, we're gonna we gonna get to that later. I, I I'm way ahead of you. Give me about five minutes and we're gonna get to that. Rafael Devers is a grown man. Okay. The stuff he was able to do and especially in that I think it was who was they facing against? Was it the twins game? No, it was what game was it where I think it was against the Orioles where it was a tie game. It was either them or the Rays. We had a tie game going. And then, um, or we were up by one. And Rafael Devers, boom. Big daddy shot. That's stuff of grown men. And then against the Twins, Mawin Gonzalez. Puts the win in Mawin. Y'all already know. Like I already said, Garrett Whitlock is being an absolute beast. Please stick around if y'all like my content because we definitely going to have him on come October, November, and we're going to talk to him. And like I said, expect big things from the Pesky Pole podcast come the end of this offseason because your boy already got his foot in the door. Right? We already talked to Garrett Whitlock, obviously. And if you guys remember when I had um, Cole Brannon on the show, he told me one of his best friends is Tanner Houck. So maybe there's something there. It's going to be a good off season for your boy. Stick around and help me out with that. But 
like I said, Mama Gonzalez, Garrett Whitlock, they've been doing the thing. JD Martinez, all right? Give that man a video room, and he's going to show you a 300 average. It's that simple. You give him a th- you give him a video room, he's going to give you a 300 batting average. Who would I say? Xander still hitting above 400? He's been going off. All right. Some of the problems, the reason we're 10 and 6, A, Bobby Dahlbeck has just not been that thing. All right, the question is, what's going on with Chavis? He was up for one game, and I think he got one at bat. He was out. Uh, this article that I found that is from a website that I always trust with some of my sources, Bosox Injection, says Michael Chavis will be traded by the July 30th deadline. This is obviously a um, prediction piece. This is nothing confirmed. But let me, let me, IG fan, let me know. We trading, are we going to trade Michael Chavis by the trade deadline? Is he going to be gone or is he staying? In my opinion, I have gone over this. If you are going to keep him in AAA, you trade him. At this point, right, I still a thousand percent believe in Bobby Dalbeck. But if Bobby Dalbeck is going to be giving us point or point one something numbers or point oh something numbers, it's time to just give him a give him another shot. Give Chavis another shot. You know, Chavis isn't staying. I I have to agree with it. I have to, and that kills me to say because I love Michael Chavis, and I think his talents would be greatly used here in Boston. You know, I just I feel I feel bad because his talents aren't being used right, and it's obviously for the better of this team. But at the same time, it's like, why are we just wasting him in AAA? He, he can go to another team and be able to do everything that he's done and do all that. So, I don't know. You guys, you guys got to let me know what you're thinking about it. It's, it's one of those weird situations where it's like, are we going to go this way? Are we going to go this way? I don't know what's going to happen yet. I honestly think that if I see a Michael Chavis is traded at the end of May, I'm not going to be surprised at all. And that's what kills me. It, it, that, it hurts. It hurts. Um, any other things I need? Uh, the pitching is doing okay. And that's what's actually keeping us in games. The pitching is doing okay for this Red Sox team. So... When it comes to pitching for this team, it's been up and down, especially last year. Y'all already know it was terrible. We have a semi-competent pitching rotation right now. Even without Chris Sale, our pitching rotation, barring injuries, is very competent. And I like that. It is a beautiful thing to be able to look and say, hey, that team's doing pretty damn well. You know? I, this team is very confusing you know if we keep on having a top 10 offense we're making the playoffs no doubt with the way the pitching's going we're going to be able to have a top 10 um we're going to be able to be a playoff team now people are overreacting especially as red Sox fans when we see the yankees are at the bottom of the division let's be honest with ourselves we all know that's not lasting very long we're the yankees are going to be up in the division they're going to be down in the division for the majority of it and then 
they're going to bump it up come like June, July, and it's just going to be a wrap from there. I still have the Yankees winning this division easily. It's just going to be a fight for second between the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Red Sox, which honestly the Rays have not been looking as sharp as I thought they would so far. I get it. It's just the beginning of the season. There shouldn't be any need to worry for Rays fans, but at the same time, they should be looking sharper than this for a World Series team. I know they lost their best pitcher, but it should be looking better than this. Y'all already know. Y'all can agree with that. They should be looking better than that. Uh, my boy Greg says, Barnes is a major liability in close games. I know he's better so far, but I can't trust him. Like I said, he had one game. Where was it? Uh, crap, I already took away the – no, here it is. Um, he had one game where we won. I think it was – yeah, it was this one against the Orioles where it was 4-2, to two, and he came in and shut the door. When Matt Barnes comes in and is clutch – it makes me feel some kind of way. You already know. It makes me feel some kind of way. I love seeing Matt Barnes being able to come in here and pitch in the clutch. But it doesn't happen often. It just, it just doesn't. You know? Like, um, I don't have his stats up. Let me, let me look up his stats again because I know I went through them, but... Let's take an in-depth in dive on Matt Barnes real quick. So far this season, he has had a 1-1-3 ERA. He's had a very, very good season this year. And I know y'all are going to print up the receipts on what I've said. So I'll say it for you. At the beginning of the season, I said Aldovino needs to be the closer and Matt Barnes needs to be a seventh inning guy. So far, I'm being proved 1,000% wrong. Matt Barnes has been the closer. He has been the guy. Like I said, so far this year... All right, what, seven games played, eight innings pitched. How many saves he got? Uh, saves. He's got two saves so far. I mean, dude, is, dude has been there for us. Hasn't blown a save yet. A .5 whip, which means if he's coming in for the ninth, there's only a 50% chance that somebody's getting on base, let alone somebody scoring. Yeah. I, I like what I'm seeing out of Matt Barnes so far. And usually when I talk good about a player, it goes away like, that so let's pray that doesn't happen other than that i have really been relaxed this year it hasn't been a nerve-wracking year so far with these red Sox, and i don't know about you guys but i like that i really do like that i like being able to sit back and say hey my boys have a chance of winning this game you know i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna root on to the best of my abilities but these boys can maybe get it done themselves all right going on to the final week that are going on the final topic that happened this week and actually i was supposed to look at the red sox schedule and see who we got coming up and i want to ask the ig fam this also i'm going to tell you within the next couple days how many games we got uh is this it is this no this is not what in the world is this I don't know. My computer is telling me like every couple days. I need the full Red Sox schedule. We can sweep the Mariners. Yeah, that one. If we don't sweep the Mariners, something is terribly wrong. All right. Let me just see. Uh, Right now, Monday, April 19th. So by the time I see you guys, next will be Tuesday. I'm going to try and live stream the podcast for Tuesday. So you guys will be able to see it on Tuesday night instead of on Wednesday like usual. But 
JD, you're going to be there, right? We have two games till then. One versus Chicago and one versus Toronto. And I don't know. I think, I think in all honesty, we have a good chance at both of those games. All right. Let me, let me tell you guys this. All right. A game Thursday, April 29th at the Texans stadium or at the rain Texans at the Rangers stadium. That ticket, you could get a ticket there for $7. For the game on Wednesday against Toronto, the cheapest tickets are $102. You gotta, you gotta love it. You gotta love only having 12% capacity. You are overpaying the crap out of tickets. Like I said, the away games versus New York, I can get for $26 and $21. I might just take a trip down to New York. In all honesty, that might save me more money. Than having to go. Actually, that's not a bad... Uh, actually, yeah, it is. I'm going to have class. And I won't be able to get back to, like, late, late. Loki might do it, though. I'm not going to lie. I might, <laughs> I might pull the trigger on that one. But by the time I get you guys on Tuesday, we're going to have two games. One versus Chicago and one versus Toronto. What do you all think is going to happen in those two? And then for the week... We have the one Chicago, two Toronto, and four against Seattle. Honestly, out of those, I am seeing five wins. Five out of seven. If we can walk here, and I can talk to you guys next Saturday when I record, and we are, what, 15 and seven, fifteen and eight, I am a happy, happy boy. I am very happy with my life. I don't know about you guys, but if we're talking on like 7 p.m. on Saturday, April 25th, and our Red Sox are 15 and 10, or 15 and 8, we are very happy. I think we split Toronto, Sweet Mariner. That's kind of what I'm thinking, and I'm thinking we take the L against the White Sox tomorrow. That's just my guess, though. After getting swept by the Orioles and then sweeping the Rays, every game is a toss-up. You're right, but that's a game of baseball, right? The Miami Marlins, who are projected to be the second-worst team in all of baseball last year, made it to the second round of the playoffs. So you learn. All right, people in the IG chat, while I'm talking about this next thing, I need you guys to go into chat and give me one good thing that has happened this week. It can be baseball just because this is different, but if it's not baseball, it's just about you guys, let me know about it. So, while, and do that while I'm talking about this last subject. Us Red Sox fans got a little bit of that nostalgia last night. Was it last night or the night? I think it was last night. We saw Mookie do Mookie things. And while we were smiling, saying that was a beautiful catch by one of the greatest Red Sox outfielders we have ever seen, it brought a tear to our eyes. I miss him. I want him back. You know? Let's let's trade Hunter Renfro for Mookie Betts. I don't know about y'all. I, th I think that's a good trade. Are you guys down? Let me know if you're down in the comments, too. Let me know. I I miss Mookie a lot. You know, that's why I said if we were trying to shed cap, and I said this from the jump of this podcast, if you were trying to shed cap, you trade off Price and Ben Attendee, and you get a worse prospect than Verdugo. Verdugo stays in L.A., and you get maybe their fifth-ranked outfield prospect not fifth ranked in general fifth ranked 
of the outfielders. And you just say, okay, you take $16 million of David Price plus for uh, Ben Attendee's contract, and we'll call it even, Steven. I said that right from the jump. That would have been beautiful, but no. We just had to get rid of the $35 million guy, and it hurts. It really does hurt. But with that being said, I'm still waiting for IG to give me something. If they don't, it's all cool. But I know this was a shorter episode, but forever stuck in the luxury tax. Moment of silence for our luxury tax people. It'll get you. It always gets us as Red Sox fans. But one good thing that happened to me this week, and really nothing like great happened to me this week, but it is Sunday. Y'all already know it's the Lord's Day, so keep him close on this Sunday if you are religious in any sort of way. Sundays for me are always a beautiful day because usually I'm not recording podcasts. I record Saturday night. Saturday night I was busy with final stuff. Then today I've been busy running around everywhere, but sun, especially Sunday mornings are a time for me to just calm down, reflect, and just focus on something else outside of all the stresses that I have in a normal day. So that's why I love my Sunday mornings. Being able to go to church, you already see, I'm still in my church clothes. It, it happens, but it's been a great day and I couldn't have asked for a better ending getting to spend it with you guys. Y'all are the best IG Live Nation and the people who are still listening to this podcast about 30 minutes in about not sure when this is going to go live, but we'll figure it out from there because I am recording very, very late, like I said, because I'm very much a procrastinator. Graduation's coming up in three weeks for me. So I'm going to be very, very focused on that. I might miss some more uploads, but after we hit May 9th, which you guys will see the, um, I'll have an episode pre-recorded. I might miss a couple of games. I might have to pre-record it Friday the 7th because my graduation is on the 8th and then the 9th I will be driving all day. So it's it's a toss-up on when I'm going to be able to record that episode. But after the 9th, you should see episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. As always, I apologize. I needed to miss a couple episodes, but I am doing it for the memes because not a lot of podcasts get to say they're going to be able to do what I'm going to do on Tuesday. Y'all better stick around for what's going on Tuesday. Y'all already know. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to your favorite red second favorite behind section 10 screw those gone bridge boys your second favorite red Sox podcast out there i truly do appreciate you guys god bless you guys roll that out your music we'll see you next time